nah, nah. The future wouldn't like that. Future me wouldn't like that. Yeah. But uh, before I, I get too deeply into this, man, uh, let me just, uh, I guess, uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever this message reaches you, listen to an episode that is not a usual episode of Six Friend Podcast. It is a introduction episode, I guess you would say, my friend. Is that is that what we call them? Pilot episodes? Pilot. <laughs> Pilots. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, usually at this point, I'd be screaming out, but you guys know who I am. I'm the five foot nine host, Uncle Poop Jay. And uh, today is not a, uh, you're not a guest, bro. You're a, you're a co-host on the, the pilot episode. Yeah. <laughs> Been promoted. The, 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 the pilot episode. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, please, brother, introduce these people to who we are with the pilot episode name. Can you tell us the name of our show? Okay. This is the Comfort Food for Thought podcast. Yes. You know, where we open our minds to all different types of ideas and scenarios from every single angle we can possibly look at. Hey, look at that, man. I couldn't say it better myself because I couldn't have said it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, brainchild here. Uh, my man Francis, my name is my man Francis, my boy Francis Poole. Um, welcome, welcome you back to the Six Friend Podcast. But like we said, it's not a Six Friend Podcast episode. This is the pilot episode for the Comfort Food for uh, for Thought Podcast, and it was really a brainchild uh, idea that came from my boy Pran- uh, Francis. <clears throat> Sorry, Francis, bro. It's early, early for me, but uh, late for you, I guess, huh? <laughs> um, it's really a brainchild idea from his point of view, from just like a lot of our conversations in the past. I think. Uh, I hate to date us, but I think we've known each other for going on almost 10 years. It's like almost 10 years, right? It's like almost 10 years, right? Up to worse 10. <laughs> no? It's like no? Five. Or, no? It's almost six. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, what year did I meet you? 2018, I think. Was it 2018? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Thank yeah. you for making me feel even older. So I just. In 10 years. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to put this out here. If you lived in the pandemic, which most of everyone here did, it was 10 years ago. Because yeah. the pandemic made everything feel like 30 years ago, bro. Yeah. But thank you. As you guys can see here, Francis is the one with the better memory. But no, not for real. I just wanted to give you your flowers, man. Is uh, He was definitely the brainchild storm uh, idea maker with this podcast. It's something I definitely have been wanting to do, but just hadn't conceptualized in my brain. So if I could give you uh, a round of applause, the, the, the false round of applause, let me give you that. Yay! <laughs> you don't have a button to push or something? <laughs> hey, yo, bro, it's the pilot episode, bro. Chill out, bro. <laughs> this guy, he's like, hey, look, he's calling out how many years we've known each other. He's calling out the fact that I ain't got no buttons. Damn, are you also going to call out the fact that I'm doing this from, from, from my... My one room apartment, like goodness uh, gracious! I wasn't gonna bring that up, but you did. So, <sighs> gosh, this guy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, that was that was just definitely something that I um I definitely wanted to pull out there because like I I live in a place called Hollywood and people are really big on stealing people's ideas out here, Francis, and I'm not. And so I like to say that shit out loud. But no, um, that being said, a little bit about me, guys. Is some of you guys are listening through it listening to this through these six minute podcast guys uh me uncle p just been busy you know life's been life and life's been life and 
<laughs> life's been life and Francis has been trying to get me to record and be recording for a while for some time and it's like one of those things is like um I, I think I've said to see Francis a couple times is I know what it feels like to be a rapper now you know what I'm saying like I know uh, what rappers feel like is that you know do you know what I'm saying you know do you, do you, can I explain that to you or do you know what I'm saying no I know what you're saying okay <laughs> I'm gonna explain it anyways <laughs> rappers aren't lying dude Booked and busy is quite a trend, but it's like a different type of booked and busy, as you would definitely understand. As you like have a day job, which is pretty like a passionate day job, you would say you're 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 passionate about the stuff you do, so you know what it feels like to be super busy all the fucking time. And so it's like, it's like it kind of makes you have to. And please correct me if I'm wrong, because sometimes you know I use my words wrong here, bro. But like I feel like when you have like one passion, it's cool. But when you're you have like multi hyphenate passion, like you have multiple uh, passions and they're all going. It's hard to like keep all your passions going. Like one always gives away to another. Like you can't keep them all going. It's like having a girlfriend, bro. It's really like you just need to focus on one. Tell me I'm right, please. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to balance priorities and it's, and you want each thing to grow equally or improve equally, but it just kind of doesn't work like that. It, see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what this man is here for. I feel like I do the Michael Vick scramble and he does the Peyton Manning audible. You know what I'm saying? It's like Omaha, Omaha. And I'm like, let's just break this motherfucker open. <laughs> who gives a fuck who's downfield? I don't care. I don't care that you're open. I'm going to run. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, Pooch, I'm open. No, you're not. <laughs> No, but yes, thank you. That's literally what I mean. It's like I do, I do want them all to grow, but unfortunately, as this podcast in, in time will show and things show, I feel like it, it shows that like I've understand that they can't be the case. Where one thing, something is inevitably dying because you can't water two things at one time, and, and 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 you can, but you cannot water them the same. And if you try to, one will inevitably require one a more attention. And you'll have to give it to it. You know, that's 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 the crazy thing I'm finding with that. So, like, that's just me, man. That's just where I've been, you know. And I'm, I'm more than happy to kick things back up and get things back off with my good friend here, Francis. As, like, as my friend of less than 10 years has pointed out here. 2018, are you serious? My life was that much of a shithole that, that short of a time ago? Thanks, Francis. Wow. Wow. Remember, you know, the progress that you made, you know. That's the way I'm going to look at this, buddy. That's the way I'm going to look at it. I've turned my life around a good amount of short time, you know? Not that, like, you just know me for a good amount of bad times. That that way. But, nah, man, it's really cool to kick this back off with my boy Francis. Is, um, like I said, this is something I've, I've definitely been passionate about. I know he's been passionate about. And, uh, yeah, man, I just want to kick it over to you, dog. Go ahead, step up to the plate, Francis, bro. Tell the people. I know, like like I said, you all listening to this on the Guys of 600 podcast, you've already heard Francis before, you've heard some of his story, but because this is not the Six Strand Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, this is the pilot episode, okay? This is the pilot episode for the Comfort Food for Thought Podcast, okay? CFT to be short. Is that okay with you, Francis, if I call it that? Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. Thanks, bro. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't run that past you. Like I said, I hate taking people's ideas, bro. Uh, but no, um, if you could just give the people the rundown, tell the people who you are, bro, you know, fill the people in a little, little short synopsis about you so yeah just like like we're talking about growth and stuff like that um so me 
um, just a little brief overview. I'll, we'll go deeper into different parts of this as we get into different topics and stuff. But for me, um, like I, uh, I came from kind of like a dysfunctional situation. Um, at an early age, I was incarcerated, uh, had to kind of learn a lot of things on my own and just kind of, as I've, as I've grown up and, and just dealing with all kinds of different people, like I've worked in mental health, I've worked actually going back into prisons and running programs. And, you know, at this point right now I work for the state. And so, um, it's just like, one of the things I think you learn in dealing with so many different people is that we're all people at the end of the day. And it's like, we all have experiences, which obviously give us opinions and ideas and beliefs about, you know, what we think is right and wrong and how we think the world should be. And so I think um, we talked about this before as well. Um, a lot of what you see and what's given to you in whether it's news or social media or whatever is, is just very much, uh, it's something to engage you emotionally. It's not necessarily factual or, um, the whole story or both sides of the story. And so I think, um, when I've thought about this and us talking about this, I've thought about conversations we've had, like you were saying before, and just how, um, we can really get into a topic and discuss it from all different angles, even from the angle that may not be our opinion and understanding like how that's why that person thinks that way. And I think um, when you at it in that way, it allows you to be more open and less engaged emotionally. And when you can understand um, different perspectives it gives you an ability to just step back and, and be free and not have to be totally connected to one specific idea or how like it has to be that way all the time because nothing is ever black and white, you know, <laughs> it's on a pendulum. You know, we have a lot of gray areas that we're working with in life. Damn right. Damn right. Yeah. No, that's a, uh, that was like the basis of um, <clears throat> our conversation. And in that 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 point you just made was that nothing is black and white. Nothing is just necessarily good or bad. Like there are certain things that are like highly, highly less subjective as we're like, yo, bro, come on now. How can you even try to like make sense of that? You know, but for the most part, the the main mass mainstream media perspective perspective of things is so ridiculous because it's always like on this pendulum of like this is good. This is bad. Why did they do this? You're not doing it. And it's like, uh-uh, bro. Like, no one's talking about the underlying gray area, like, what is really going on and what's really being said. They're just like, well, if you say this, this is that. And it's like, come on, bro. That's such a juvenile way of thinking about things. And I know that's what I definitely know uh, you've appreciated about conversations with, uh, you know, with myself. And I definitely appreciate it with you. It's like, damn, dude, we can't just look at this and be like, well, if they just said no then that wouldn't happen. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> when it's, and it's like, it's a, it's ever evolving too, because yeah. like, so like, if it's not the same, there's this, there's a, um, in sociology, there's a term is called uh, attribution error or fundamental attribution error. So it's basically yeah. like, um, for example, say, say I have a family member who's on drugs, right? Uh -huh you see them on the street and you're like, Oh, that guy's a piece of shit. He's on drugs. He's, he's, you know, like he, he has no character. So, so you compare 
his actions to his character, but then say like you got a brother who's on drugs and yeah. you oh man, circumstances in life was just really tough for him. That's wow. what he is. So it's it's utilizing um someone's strengths and saying that someone's strengths that you're judging saying well they either succeeded or failed because of their position mm-hmm. they succeeded it's because of their position if they failed it's because of their character but then you get people who you're close to the opposite way exactly. and so it's like um that's a lot of what it is especially like you're saying when you get into media and politics and all that it's like mm-hmm. if somebody on our side does this it's unfortunate if somebody on their side does this it's because they're a bad person you know you you know what i'm gonna do something right now and it's gonna be like i don't know if it's gonna be something that's gonna catch on but i'm gonna give a shout out to someone from my past and these are like positive things right so shout outs to my um (laughs) shout outs to one of my high school teachers say mr collins i used to call him mr c right he used to say until it's your grandmama, you don't care. Mm. And that's so true. Yeah. Like, because we're in high school, right? And, 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 like, you know, you're trying to get the attention of high schoolers. And come on, man, let's keep on it. Who really wants to keep the attention of anything in high school? Like, we all worried about what we worried about in high school, which is whatever you want to be worried about, right? Yeah. And I, I love that phrase from him so much because it always used to be able to snap some of us back into reality, which was... Everything he would say to us didn't matter unless it was our grandmama that was getting hurt. And unfortunately for me, my grandmother, who I was really close to, passed my senior year of high school. And so this was my senior year. So when he would say this, I would be like, damn, he's right. Like, I, you know, now mm-hmm. everything my grandmother ever said to me from that time period in 2009, it, like, hits, hits home. Like, uh, you know, I try to think of everything my grandmother taught me because it's like she's not here anymore. Right. And that's life. Yeah. He's a bum. That's not your brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's crazy. It's not your sister. Yeah, yeah, he's a. That's when it's not yours. Always easy. Yeah, See? it's always easy when it's not yours. But when it's yours, oh my! How the how the general population, just the general population of all people, not just one group of people, just all people are so quick to be like, ugh. But when it's their own, we all make sure we make excuses for our own. It's and it's you know, and it's I don't know what to call it. I don't call it human nature. I don't want to be cliche, but it's it's very it's very um tribal. It's, yes, it's very tribal. Thank you. That's yeah. the word I was definitely looking for. But it's definitely tribal. And I talk to my 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 fiance about this all the time, is how like that type of thought process is so destructive. It's so mm-hmm. destructive because what occurs is that we think that this group thought of tribalism because people look like us or they're supposed to be of us, that they're for us, and that never turns out to be the way. And we always go through this, well, a good amount of us go through this journey in life where we realize that, oh, crap, it's really the people that I thought that were the total opposite. And it's like the people who were, <laughs> unfortunately, gosh, I'm trying so hard to like border the line without sounding so petty. Uh, people who may look like us or be related to us, and it's not always people who are related to us, but it, it does sometimes be people who are related to us, and that's a that's another layer thing that a lot of us cannot really even want to open up because the amount of us who deal with the uh, backlash or the issues of dealing with people we're related to, but not willing to acknowledge, is very sad. Because who wants to do that? Like for real, bro. If you were you if you were related to a serial killer, would you want to tell people that? No, no. you like 
Hey, let's open this conversation. Let me tell you mm-hmm. this. No. No. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you know what, too, though? Mm-hmm. Um, topic, like, like, cause you know, right now I'm in the process of, um, of kind of like the editing process of my book. And yes. there's certain things with family that I'm super ashamed of that I didn't share in there because there's, I feel like there's some things you just don't they share with, people. you know, like in that sense, like of I'm going to share this out into the world, like to every, maybe like friends, but not yeah. like the whole world, you know, that is, that's tricky, dude. That is tricky because like, even with us, like, you know, cause the idea with the podcast come for food, a food for thought is like we're we're having conversations on all lenses of things that may be comfortable and uncomfortable. Yeah. And like you said, dog, like, you know, I know things to be true that I see in big time media stories that I may relate to T for T. And I'm like, mm, rather not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's just like the reality of it is you truly know it occurs, but you don't want to accept that. And I think that for for what it is to some degrees is okay. You don't want these things to be true. You acknowledge them to be true though. You know, you not wanting to put your family business out there is not you um, denouncing that these things occur. That's not that. What it is, is you denouncing that you don't want to acknowledge that your family was, you know, a part of it. That's it. Well, let's just keep doing hunting. Or what's your feelings on it? What do you think? I think too, like, one of the things that's kind of lost in um, like social media is is boundaries and, mm. and like the, because of the way it is, it's just like people, especially people that are young that have grown up. It's like, oh, this is my outlet, but it's not supposed to be that. Like, and so your outlet should be your friends, your family, your therapist, like wh- whoever it, that may be. But like, just sharing your deepest, darkest issues and problems on social media to get attention you know or to engage someone because you need some you feel like you need that validation in the moment is not a very safe for one and also just like healthy way to do that and um i'll see something sometimes and i'm just like oof i wouldn't probably not have shared that like that's that's personal and i think people because it's like they've grown up with it, they kind of lose the line of like, okay, like this is a one-to-one conversation or is this is something I should be sharing with everybody? You know, that boundary is kind of like, um, it kind of starts to, I'm trying to think, of, I, I just lost the word, but the, the boundary starts to like disintegrate and people don't really know where it is anymore. Yeah, no, I definitely, and... <laughs> I definitely agree and share my great deal of concern with my part that I play in oversharing on the internet because I agree with you. There are times where I'm like, hey, I put this out here as art, and I'm like, that's that's fine. And then I see somebody else's hey I put this out here for art and I'm like I wouldn't have did that but then that's that's where you're like okay well that's their that's their comfort level yeah. <laughs> as we go back to you know what I'm saying like that's their comfort level their com- like dude I remember when I first started when I first started like doing Instagram I guess you would say or taking Instagram series um, what would occur or what would occur is that these random pages would start following me and bro when I say random pages i mean most random pages right 
I mean, there was this one guy who started following me who had a knack for just like doing and showing gruesome videos of people being shot. And I had to be like, okay, let me get out of here. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I was just sharing my goofiness. He was sharing his gore. And it's like, whoa. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like, now I share this concern. But look, check this out, right? As we talk about comfort levels, one thing that I think that's really huge, but let's be honest, Francis, let's be honest, we talk about this all the time, is accountability within the media. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where is my accountability draw the fine line, bro? Where is it where it's like, hey, I'm not responsible for everything. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not responsible for everything thing bro like you know i can't be responsible for every fucking thing and it's like but some of these things i have to be responsible for right but where, where is it bro and i know that's one of the things i i can't wait to get into it with you about not, i will not get into it but like us to like really talk about and discuss because i know we we have a lot of similar intake uh, uh like similar uh like hot takes on that some uh different but it's like very cool to see like where we both you know, acknowledge that media accountability is a big thing. Because yeah. at one point, there was none. Oh, none. Well, Crazy. I, th- I think still there's a lot of, like, a lot of... Um, yeah, lack of, I agree. A uh, high lack of account- accountability. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. When I say... What, uh, so let me, let, me back, let, me, let me do my first case of backtracking in this pilot episode. When I say there was none... I mean, there was no accountability of uh, being, um, you had no fear. Like, there was no, like, okay, we may get sued or we may actually go to jail or, you know, people may actually try to hurt us. Like, it was like, let me just throw this on the web and, hey, it's whatever. It's on the internet. Like, it's just the internet. Like, you know, that was a time period where people were really out here living their lives like this or just saying crazy stuff on the internet, you know, different days and different slur words being acceptable, you know? Oh, and yeah. so it's like, now you can't do that. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like, you, workplace restrictions, definitely, for a person like myself, in one of my previous jobs, right? And uh, I think I've shared this before with you, but if I haven't, I'll share on this podcast, definitely. One of my previous jobs, bro, I worked a job where we had to monitor your social media. So if we gave you a job offer, then after we would like go look you up, bro. Do you, I can't tell you how many people we used to have to fire before we hired. Oh my, bro! So many people. They would not just let them have the like, hey, it's free speech. It's like, nope, media accountability. And it's like, it's just a little bit, but it's not at a massive level. I think that's what you're saying, though, right, Francis? Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. I feel yeah. it. I think more, and I—that's probably me speaking more in terms of like um actual media people than just like normal person who's on social media because like from that perspective like what you're talking about oh yeah there's a which is crazy to me because it's like so you're saying it's just like i mean i don't want to we'll we'll get into this another time but like i know you're going go ahead do it (laughs) okay it's like we say they should have accountability right yep and then a citizen's freaking out Mm -hmm able to hold it together right mm-hmm. what i feel like it's the same thing it's like if you have people in the mass media who have this huge platform who are mm-hmm. saying harmful stuff mm-hmm. they're not being held accountable but the random person who has 200 something followers on instagram and you know says something mm-hmm. that offends somebody then they they lose their job but the mm-hmm. person who 
is in mass media making all this money off of this hateful stuff they're saying or off of this controversial stuff they're saying mm-hmm. that person keeps their job and actually gets more attention and gets more clout from what they're saying I, I, I diggity damn you damn right they do I diggity damn <laughs> isn't it crazy isn't it crazy it is it's, it's just like like you really think about this like Okay, like I, I really don't want to bring like wages and and you know middle class, you know upper class into this right now. But it's like if you really think about this, you really come down harder on people who are considered middle to lower class, much harder on their like like media output than people who are m- way more affluent. Like, and it's like how, bro? Like, I, I mean. Maybe I mean some like mean spirit to comment, but I truly mean no harm because I don't even I can't even weaponize to even create such harm. You know what I'm saying? But they're like, nope, nope, potential. (laughs) But if you think about it, though, like Mm. compare that to any other structure um, or system within like the United States. Right. Mm. And they're all they're all structured that way. They're all structured for the person who has more money who has more power mm-hmm. um, that person is going to be able to do more and get away with more mm-hmm. than the person who doesn't have the resources because now even if those two people did the same thing mm-hmm. that person with the money has the resources and the connections to mm-hmm. you know find a way out of whatever it was that they did the loopholes yeah the yeah and they yeah. know the loopholes too that's yeah, it like yeah, that's why you can take the risk. Well, I can take the risk. I, I I know a guy. I know a guy in Jersey. I know a guy in Jersey. <laughs> I can take the risk. I know a guy. I know a guy in New York. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying like it's crazy shit like that. You know, and it's and it's and it's like the unfortunate part about it is it's like one of the worst unkept secrets that okay. that understood. Like if you if you have the the financial ability to do it, then you can generally get out of it and get into it you know like you can buy yourself into it and buy yourself out of it i've yeah. seen that in you know my personal time is like you know a thing of like i, I guess you have comfort zones and discomforts um and discomforts is like i've seen plenty of times where money has unfortunately bought people out of situations where they probably should be in jail yeah and i'm like wow you should be in jail but you know in my time periods Previously, at one point in my life, I wanted to be a lawyer. So, you know, I worked very closely with uh, <clears throat> uh, the district attorney's office. And so uh, I interned there for about almost half a year. Saw probably some of the uh, most eye-opening, um, jaw-dropping, just interesting, twisted things. I mean, bro, like, you know, I'll be honest with you. Realizing that Law & Order is really not a TV show, but actually real life. It's kind of crazy, bro. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's funny, but not funny at all. It's yeah. like when you watch SVU and you're like, hey, bro, this is actually a real story. It's like, wow, this is, this is fucked up. Wow, this is really, this is really fucked up. And so that's where you realize that you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta just, uh, <laughs> sorry to go off the rails there. You just gotta watch out what you're doing, bro. It's the media, everything you're into, everything you're, you're reaching, everything you're reading, it, it, it comes with a price. And working for the district attorney's office, I realized that if people could pay that price, they could get out of it. If they couldn't, they had to stay. And that was really fucked up because I was like, bro, this person should stay here. And it was like, Mm-mm, 
They got the money. <laughs> they got the money. But no, brother. What's what's crazy about that is too, like, hey, Francis, welcome to Hollywood, baby. Where <laughs> where where that is the name of the fucking game. <laughs> oh, you want this? Okay. All right, cool. How bad do you want it? <laughs> um, yeah, what do you and then that too? Oh my god, bro. Yeah, like, like what in the what in the fuck are we talking about here? Like, whoa, what? And you know what's crazy? It's like and it's like goodness gracious, we're deep diving, guys. Deep diving. Hey, welcome to the show. Um, I used to I used to affiliate with this guy who um who would jokingly admit, and I only say jokingly admit because I knew he was serious. But he would jokingly admit that he would be willing to to uh what was that thing called uh cast couch. He'd be willing to submit to one of those if it, if it got him in a movie with like Will Smith. And I used to be like, bro, are you serious? And he'd be like, yeah, I'd be a millionaire afterwards. And I was like, bro, there's no way you can promise yourself. But outside of that guy just being a lunatic, what I wanted to point out there is just like, you see how, how twisted some people are? They're just willing to get to something that they're like, yeah, I'll I'll um, subject myself to such harsh treatment to get something. And it's like, that's crazy. Because when you hear these stories about people and that type of stuff, you're like, it, it's that, that sick, sadistic shit when people are like, well, they probably won. And it's like, no, they didn't, bro. Yeah, I am, I'm not signing up for that, bro. I'm not saying that anybody signed up for that, bro. Were they pressured into it? Most definitely. Were they told that that's the only way they were going to get to it? Yep. Were mm-hmm. they told that somebody else was doing it, so you got to do it? Yep. But they want it? Mm-mm. Nah, 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 not right home on that. But hey, you know, I'm not there for every situation, but that's just one of those things I just couldn't move past because as we're talking about like accountability in Hollywood, pff, that word don't exist, bro. <laughs> Well, that's, that's uh, I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole idea of, of the structure. It's like you have all these people at the top who are directors or, or whatever, you know what I mean? And they, they have the money, they have the, the resources, they have the opportunities and they're like, okay, so I could choose you or this other person. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to make it worth it for me? Mm-hmm. And those, they're so disconnected from reality because of the power and the money and everything mm-hmm. they have and they feel like they can just do that like to to feel bro to feel like to feel like you can just tell somebody like yo i want you want this job you gotta have sex with me crazy. Like, that is fucking wild bro that's think so about crazy. that like oh just God. think about that that's so crazy <laughs> that's some crazy shit like, like that's 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 how you really bargain in this like yeah. bro what like into like because obviously, at this point, if you have the power to give somebody a job, right, you have to have gone through multiple steps of like responsibility and maturity and things like this. So you're not a child, is what I'm saying, right? So therefore, you know that there is mass, massive repercussions for that. And so for you to feel like, okay, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, you have to, you have to be on a, a whole different mindset, bro. Yeah, A very dangerous one, I can tell you that, but a whole different one. Goodness gracious. And then those kind of people too are the most dangerous because they don't they're like their connection to empathy is like almost none. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like, uh, this is what I want and this mm-hmm. is what I have that I know you want. So mm-hmm. you're gonna do this thing for me. And it's like, bro, that's that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And like you said, unfortunately, those are the type of people where it's like, uh, well, he's not really a threat to society because he looks like me and because he has money. <laughs> he has <And> money. <laughs> let's just plea him out to some community service and fines or whatever. And it's, like, bro. it's like, bro, what? Yeah, no. And, and, and like, goodness gracious, we can't even overlook what, <clears throat> at least I can, especially as a black man, overlook how those things play a different part when your skin color plays a part into it. Like, oh, my. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. money, don't, money don't matter in certain situations. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I'm not signing off on saying that you should think that money should matter. I, I definitely but I'm just acknowledging that it's like you shouldn't even try to blind your black ass out of this because it's like, damn. I, I just want to point out that, and this is just totally random, but I just want to point out that I didn't realize that Tory Lanez was still in jail for shooting Meg Stallion. Oh, and yeah. Damn, I, th- I thought that was going to go away. Like on some real <laughs> shit. I did too. I was like, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe at the most, like maybe you know a year or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and can I be honest with you? If, if I'm just being completely honest with you, that was kind of fucked up for me. I think that was just going to go away. But that was me thinking that was going to go away because it's Tory Lanez, black dude, shot Meg the Stallion. Really, like, you know, this isn't me just being like shot black girl, but it was like rapper shooting the other rapper. Yeah. And so it was, it had nothing to do with like her being a, a female. Like, again, this is just rapper shooting other rapper. So I'm thinking like other, it, it could have been just another black guy shooting another black guy. And I'm like, motherfuckers be like, all right, whatever. But <laughs> do you see how money and influence in this situation did not buy him out of it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad that he's going to jail over this. I am not. Like, let me just say that out loud. Like, bro, you shot somebody. You didn't take your ass to jail. That's crazy. But again, do you, you see where I'm saying how these things are different and how these things are legitimately seem different and how, if I just may say, progressively, I'm happy to see these things change because, you know, the fact that Biggie and Tupac never really got justice is a little crazy. But again, money, influence, timing, power. Um, Francis, now I must ask, you must tell the people, why did you name the podcast this, please? Comfort Food for Thought? Yes. Um, Because I thought about it like we're always in a zone where we're trying to be comfortable. And um, there's so many uncomfortable topics to talk about right now and so many things that are taboo and so many things that like you were saying earlier, like people, oh, you can get in trouble for talking about this. Mm-hmm. Our whole thing is like, how do we break down everything and make everything comfortable? Like, how do we make every conversation comfortable? And that's by having real conversations and really, like I said, like looking at it from every angle and not just looking at it from what is my beliefs, what is your beliefs, what is um, society tell me that is is okay for me to think but looking at it from all these different angles why could this person feel this way about it why could this person feel this way about it and really just diving deep into different topics and um and having a safe space i guess where we can talk about it and and um and give people that that feeling as well that they can talk about it and encourage people to talk with people they trust about things that they're not sure about and and actually talk about it and not just feel like man i'm kind of stuck i can't i can't say anything about this because if i do i'm gonna get in trouble (laughs) yeah no definitely i i definitely was like you know what i like it because as as one thing is for certain is that (laughs) 
boy is it hard to feel comfortable in a place of space of any form of when you have an opposing opinion nowadays like just having a opposing opinion is just so opposing <laughs> yeah I hate to sound cliche, but it's like, it's like, yeah, oppose me if you want, motherfucker. Watch what's going to happen. And it's like, damn, for real, dog? I just I just said that I'd rather prefer ketchup than mustard. That's it. Like, you know, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where now we must ex- explain why we want the ketchup instead of the mustard and why they offended them. And really, for me, I, I know it's more more in-depth than something that simple, but I do like the fact that you and I definitely enjoy the, the concept of being like, hey, man, come on now. It's, it's like like you said earlier, it's not that black and white. It's not that simple. It's just something that like we need to look deeper into this. We need to do a deeper dive. I think like one of the terms I hear on on YouTube, gosh, uh, I'm a YouTubian. <laughs> um, huh. It's iceberg. Like, like you got to do like an iceberg, uh, and then do like a deep dive and look at these type of things and stuff. And I think that it's sad. If I'm being honest with you, if I'm going to be so 100 with you, it's sad that we're even having to even have to fight for this. As the internet is what, from what I was told when I was younger, was supposed to help us expand our mind. But oh, yeah. it's like the internet is closing our mind day by day, second by second, moment mm-hmm. by moment. Like we are not expanding our horizons. We are not getting smarter. We are not getting more. No, we're, we're getting worse. Boy, are we getting worse in some cases. I mean, we're getting better, obviously. But I would like to say for general population speaking, because I don't speak for general situations. It's scary how one one track minded we are becoming simply just because of the internet and algorithms that are suited to just fit our reality. That's another thing. It's like, bro, that's your reality through your phone, bro. Chill out, you know, but ugh, that's, that's, that's one thing I wanted to just point out with the title and why I love the title and why I was happy when you came up with it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, before what? We'll go ahead. Well, hold on one second. So that's another thing too, um, is like um, confirmation bias is like, so like you're saying with the internet with, mm-hmm. and, and to be honest, misinformation, there's a ton of misinformation and people really know how to separate what's misinformation and what's actual information that's, that's, you know, real. And yeah. say, say like, for example, like you said, just a, just a, a stupid example ketchup is the best yeah i typed that into google right and mm-hmm. it's all these articles about why ketchup is the best right mm-hmm. say mustard is the worst mm-hmm. and it's going to give me all these articles about why mustard is the worst so with mm-hmm. the opinion i have if i'm looking for something to validate it i could find it on the internet by typing in words mm-hmm. that you know validate that experience for me but mm-hmm. i'm look at naturally as a human being and naturally the way that our minds work we're not going to look up well why why might mustard be better than ketchup absolutely the fuck dot we won't because when we hate something as humans the first thing we need to do is find reasons i'm sorry find ways to justify why we hate it never do we ever go hey let me go figure out why i hate this thing because think about it we hate it because we feel like it doesn't benefit our lives and when something doesn't benefit our lives it's it's it, 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 it get, get out of here 
I mean, listen, on 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 some sickening shit, something I say often to myself every single day, and I mean it in a positive way, but only useful people can be used. And there's so many ways you can look at that. Yeah. That, that's the truth. Only useful people can be used. And again, I try to keep that to a positive moniker when I say it, but take it however you want. And that's just the truth. Only useful people can be used. And if you feel as though that is different, then you try to start being useless and then see how people will use you. They you know, that was, uh, I was, I was having a conversation. This is like a long time ago. It was through letters with, um, with X rated. And, uh, one of the things I was complaining about was I was like, like all these dudes, because of my status, when I was incarcerated, like all these mm-hmm. wanted, uh, to you, I perceived it as they wanted to use me because of the resources I had and because of um, the knowledge that I had and things like that. And he said, it's better to be used than to be useless. You just have to make sure that what you're getting out of it is a one for one trade. Like you guys are, you know, you're giving to get. So there's got to be a benefit for you too. And in, in my mind, I was like, oh man, I never thought about it like that. I just was thinking about it as people taking from me because I was still in that mindset of like um, of just like that struggle mindset of, okay, I have to scrape everything for myself. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about nobody else. And uh-huh. that should really like change the way I thought. Uh-huh. No, definitely. Shout out to X-Rated. Um, it is definitely the truth as I myself personally, as a, uh, as I've said multiple times on my platform and I'll probably say on this platform, as an alcoholic for seven years, it was definitely one of those things where I didn't comprehend that people needed me around because I was useful for some things. I thought people were just using me and just like, you know, taking advantage of me. And it's like, no, dude, like, this is what you're good at. You know, that's why they like you for this, you know, and you just keep doing it. And and it'll, you know, it'll warrant maybe not a promotion here, but maybe something in life will go better for you. But that's, again, as I talk to my fiance about all the time, that's what I like to call a mindset. (laughs) You have to learn this mindset. And once you learn this mindset, it's how you will live within your life. But until you learn the mindset, you'll never live within it. And I and I know that's something definitely we'll we'll, we'll touch on in a, a episode soon is mindsets and concepts and you know just you know why are you think why are people doing things well you know it's part of their environments different things but no nah, that's, that's 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 man I, I I cannot say how much I appreciate how much our lives align in similarities in non similarities <laughs> like how like certain things you went through are the same things I went through, but like without ever touching the same things. But yeah, X-rated uh, useless statement. That that definitely is. That's the truth, bro. That's the truth. Shout out to X-rated again. I can't say that enough. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. I, I don't think I told you this. I don't know if I did or not, but um, so he's going back on tour and he's going to be in um, at high water in Lodi. So I'm going hey. to show at the end of the hey. month. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, you know, I'm like, okay. yeah, no, I thought you, uh, you actually did. I know, I remember this. You, uh, you DM me when you got the ticket, so that's fire. Are you, are you guys gonna be able to like do like a meet and greet or anything like that? Yeah, we got, we got meet and greet tickets, and so yeah, it'll just be cool because like, uh, yeah, dude, like we'll we'll get into this more too, even on like yeah. the podcast, but like 
and talking about mentorship and stuff like that, like that, that was my mentor when I re- literally had nobody to look up to or to to talk to about, you know, when you're growing up, bro, you're 18, 19, 17, 18, 19, 20, and you have all these ideas in your head and you're trying to figure out what's what. Like I had somebody, he was the person I was bouncing things off of basically and saying, yeah. What, this is what I think about this. What do you think about that? And then a lot of the um, immature thought processes that I had, I was able to accept feedback from him because I respected him, you know, where a lot of other people at that time I didn't respect. And so I, would, I didn't want to hear anything anybody had to say. Exactly. 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 And the importance of that is priceless, ladies and gentlemen. As he said, we will talk about that. But as we wrap this up, this uh, pilot episode up of CFT, what anything else you want to tell the people and to the people about before we wrap it up and go out? No, I'm just excited. I'm excited to to get this going. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes, nah. too. Like if we can get some, um, you know, if we can get some comments or ideas on what you know, oh, yeah, what people oh, yeah. hear, like yeah. let's let's do it. Let's do it. Please, please, please. I'll put our Instagrams in the bio so you guys can definitely see those. Um, but definitely I'm excited as like it's 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 um man. It <laughs> Francis reminded me that we haven't known each other for le- more than 10 years or almost close to 10 years is constantly reminding me how this <laughs> how this thing called life moves really fastly. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to remember this. Do what you want to do but please remember that you do not have all the time to do it (laughs) please please remember that like i I cannot get over the fact that i was like it's been like almost 10 years you're like nope and i'm like wow but no i only say that because from like maybe the second or third conversation i have this gentleman it was it was damn near like we should have a podcast together which was like obviously not an idea that i had in my head at all but it's like it with with what comes to be this being you know here us being here right now is kind of like we always sh- could you know should have been here that i don't know maybe i'm just being a little woo woo but that's how i feel francis maybe you don't feel the same way that's fine bro <laughs> but i'm like hey, this i've always had good conversations with this guy this is good this is good well, like sometimes it. it just it just the timing has to align and exactly uh, exactly and I, like that's where we're both at right now and we're both trying to band in different ways and so i think that just us us doing this together is going to be a uh, you know successful for both of us most definitely bro most definitely well as always ladies and gentlemen you know like i said this is a pilot episode of cft comfort food for thought podcast you guys will be checking us out on our own platform soon i thank you all for coming back if you guys were here for six Frank podcast i thank you guys for tuning in for that as well and until next time i'm a five foot nine host uncle puche and we are out